It's pink pill time. Come on, grab your friends. We'll go to many distant lands with the Keys community and all our friends. The fun it'll never end. It's pink pill time. Welcome everyone into season two, episode four of the Pink Pill. Today's a special one. We're joined by Studio Amber, a digital uh, fashion brand based out of Germany. Joined up here today. Uh, Sage is behind the Keys Dow logo there, hanging out and working the show. And we've got Kriegel as a co-host also on stage. We'll get alts up here in a minute. Kriegel being our digital fashion and really just fashion expert, I'm sure that there's going to be a lot to talk about, given that this is going to be a fashion-forward show. Um, so let's uh, start going around while we get alts up. Kriegel, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Oh, couldn't be kidding me. Sitting down here in the bunker playing some guitar. It's always a good day when it's time to pink pill. Indeed it is. Yeah, I mean, there's always things going on in the metaverse and in the physical world. Uh, so, you know, this world that we're actually living in is already digital. Maybe everybody doesn't just know it yet. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Alt. Indeed. Alt, my friend. How bullish are you this morning, given that I woke up to a uh, like a 20% pop in the Luxo price? <laughs> I actually just tweeted about it a minute ago. I, it's starting to feel like that um, that run from like after the, the RIC, the reversible ICO, whenever it was just like every day was just green, green, green. It's like <laughs> everybody's starting to get bullish and look to the future again, which is exciting. Well, in a market like this, when there's not a ton to talk about from the macro perspective, besides just negative, negative things, we do have one catalyst that sits outside of a lot of the other crypto narratives, and that's the main net for Luxo, which is impending. So I do see the prices coming back down now because nothing goes straight up, obviously. Um, but obviously somebody got bullish this morning and put a good amount of money in because that is a straight vertical candle that took place uh, while I was still sleeping. So, you know, as more people get aware, as we keep picking people, like I'm just going to venture a guess that we'll see more of these vertical candles pre-main net when liquidity is so low because it doesn't take much to move this market and uh, FOMO is a hell of a drug, right? So I guess on that note, um, without really belaboring, without going too much because we could spend a whole bunch of time on that and maybe we will at the end. I think let's turn the focus of the show right on to the guest who's joining us today. And we have Carol, founder from KeysDAO. I'm sorry, KeysDAO. Studio Amber <laughs> joining us today to talk digital fashion. So, Carol, how are you doing today? Yes, hi. Very much for having us, for having me. Um, yeah, no founder of uh, co-founder of Keystyle, but of the Amber <laughs> and of the Digital Design Agency, <laughs> which is another uh, project we started a few weeks ago. But yeah, I'm here with the Studio Amber account. I'm Carol, six years old, and I'm co-founder of Studio Amber. We are based in Cologne, Germany, and I'm doing very well. It's 7 p.m. in Germany. So, yeah great Sunday evening. Absolutely. You know what I find interesting, Carol? Week after week, we talk to more and more people who are involved in Luxo, but like I'm looking at your background and it says you're a master's student in industrial engineering. And what kills me is we always have this crossover with with the engineering world, right? So many founders come from the engineering world, you know? I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, so, yeah, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, how'd you get turned on? I'm just taking my sweatshirt off over my head. So I think it dragged over my ear at my AirPods. So to be honest, we uh, uh, I founded uh, Studio Amber with my brother Joel, and he's a um, he's a business consultant. So he's from the from the economic uh, 
student side and I'm from the engineering student side. But to be honest, we didn't come up with the NFT and Luxo and Ethereum idea by ourselves. We came to this idea by our um, head of tech, which is Julius. He's uh, down there as listeners as well with the digital design agency account. This is uh, one with the with the blue logo. And yeah, he brought us to the idea. He's a, a pretty big Luxo fan. So we got as well after we, we dived into Web3. And he also sent me a picture of, of the 20% gain from uh, this night in the morning. So you talked about it a few seconds ago. And yeah, we came to the whole NFT space um, by the idea of our head of tech and thought it's a nice idea to have the proof of authenticity and started merging physical and digital worlds with all the stuff we could found at this point. So this is our, our uh, first project. And yes, but you're right. You, there are many, many guys from the uh, industrial engineering and engineering uh, side, especially in Germany, in my university as well, that are into, into this Web3 space thing. But on the other hand, there are many people as well that are not into this space here, uh, in whole Germany. Yeah, interesting. So you would say, I mean... Industrial engineering is a pretty wide field. So were you into fashion before, you know, um, you got into Studio Amber? Like, what's your background in fashion and retail? Um, I'm not, uh, I was not fully in, in fashion. I'm, I'm from the, uh, I'm doing industrial engineering by, I don't know the English word now, by buildings. So, so for buildings and, uh, and yeah. Uh, but I worked in, in a German shirt uh, uh, manufacturer retail, uh, which is Seidensticker. I don't know if you've heard about it. I don't think that they're international, but I don't even know where you come from <laughs> right now. So, um, yeah, I worked for fashion retail and it was a very, very traditional company. So Seidensticker, is a, it was founded 1990, uh, in 1919, so it's uh, 100 years old. And they are very traditional uh, wide away from from uh, web3 from digital from digital fashion but uh, maybe we should tackle them with a digital design agency you brought me up you brought me with it you brought me a nice idea <laughs> but yeah to come back to the question i'm uh, having a bit of experience three years in fashion retail not in design my brother is the designer the creative head of uh, studio amber but yeah i know the i know a kindness a bit and yes interesting i'm just looking up scheidenstein I'm not going to say it well with the German accent, uh, side and sticker right now. And yeah, all laugh at me. Um, we were all us based. So we're Cretans, right? We expect everybody to speak English and use our slang. Um, I really appreciate everyone that comes on that's bilingual because if we had to be bilingual, it's just not going to work on the other side. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Kriegel is actually our, our fashion guy here. Kriegel, have you ever heard of that, um, that brand in Germany? I, I have not. No. So, you know, I don't know everything. But it's always great to know of something new. So, and I love, um, I love that your background started kind of more on the manufacturing side of things, um, because I think that's pretty relevant to where this conversation may go. And, you know, I know you guys are pretty big on sustainability and maybe how did that fit into your manufacturing process and transparency? Yeah, so from the, from the sustainability part, uh, there was no input from Seidensticker, but you, you've seen the uh, exact opposite of the sustainable part because every every single shirt had so much material on it that you that you had a plastic bag for every single shirt that came in the store and when we unpacked the it we had to throw the plastic bags away 
right away. So the shirts came from a, from a, a manufacturing in, I'm not even sure if it was Vietnam or some Asian country, of course. And uh, yeah, on this, uh, in this job, I didn't learn that much about sustainability, but I learned how not to do it and uh, what what is wrong in the world with with packaging because i think in many in many stores if it's uh, nike adidas whatever in many stores it is like this that the shirts come come single packed and you just have to throw the first first package away and when the customer is buying it then you then you give them another package which is a which is a bag as well so that doesn't really make sense in the end um but it's just to make the customer feel good and yeah, we are working in a complete other uh, opposite way. We are um, we we get all our shirts in a in a big bag. Uh, they are not single packed, and um, then we pack them into into hundred um, percent bio cotton um, bags. So you can use them for shopping afterwards as well. And we pack them in uh, in hundred percent certified and sustainable um, carton. If that's the right word, so it's a normal carton box, but it's uh, certified with with uh, with sustainability certified cert- certificate. Sorry. Interesting. So, I guess you know so much of what we're doing here, especially on, on the Pink Pill, is we're talking Web three and we're interviewing Web three. But your Studio Amber actually started as a traditional streetwear collection before you went into the digital collection space. Is that correct? Yeah, hundred percent. That's totally correct. We started as a traditional fashion brand one and a half years ago uh, in March 2021 and we already successful traditional collections of course also 100% sustainable using bio cotton and so on and um, yeah I'd like to show you I, I could show you a little picture I could pin on top from our from our yeah, collections we released so far one second yeah, I have to I yeah, I was, I was. I was just curious. I was going to ask, what kind of pieces did you do in that pre in those previous collections, and maybe how did that influence? Um, you know, we the, have the first piece that you did for Studio Amber. Yes, of course. Or are they kind of? So, or are they kind of separate thought processes? There we have the picture. Uh, we we made a co- little collage of um, of the three we dropped so far. The first one on the left side. If you if you tap on the picture is the first ever released collection which was in april or may no it was it was even in march when we when we released the company we directly released the first piece and this was in march 2021 pretty basic uh, stuff and um uh, yeah there's not nothing not much to say about it because you can't even see on the picture the second collection which was the fall 2021 collection is right in the middle a bit of oversized stuff and we tried a bit more different things with this collection we made it more high quality in the end there's there there's a lot of embroidery on the on the sleeve and on the chest as well and yeah the last thing we released is the one on the right side which is the dimensions and perspectives t-shirt i think you all can imagine why it's called dimensions and dimensions and perspectives because this is a digital piece you can see uh, the web the, the the digital spaces in different dimensions and perspectives uh, when you do and yeah, in the end, we just released this piece because it was so was so much work to make it all digital with the decentral and verbal and so on that we couldn't do it for so many pieces in the end. Um, not at least because of the money. It costs 
uh, I think you can understand that as well. So before we had like in our first collection, we had like 10 pieces, maybe 11. Then we reduced it a bit because it still was too much in our fall 2021 collection where we just had six pieces in the end. And then we came up with a digital fashion package uh, with just one t-shirt. And still we worked like one year now, um, almost one year now on the digital fashion package and the collections before didn't take that much time. But yeah, that's that's a, a thing when you move into Web3 space, I think, what's, how do I, how do I spell it? How do I pronounce it? Sorry. Kriegel. 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 All right. All right. All right. Perfect. Yeah. I think Kriegel, you're from the fashion space as well. And I think you know that to move into digital worlds of fashion is a bigger process. It takes a lot of time, especially if you don't have the context already. And uh, yeah, that's why we worked for, for our digital fashion stuff in the end. Oh, absolutely. And like, I, I can understand and I'm going through that process too myself for releasing some pieces and, you know, you can take a long time, you know, really refining and perfecting things just on the physical side of things, you know, getting that physical garment for you guys correct. But then the whole digital aspect too, um, that's like a whole secondary pipeline of, you know, designing that for Decentraland or wherever you're going to put it. So, yeah, I'm kind of curious, like, how did, did, did that extend the process, like the digital side of the design or... Was it just taking more time on the physical piece that made this take a little bit longer to, to refine? What was the, uh, what was the biggest I have challenge to, there? The biggest challenge was, of course, the uh, for sure, the, the, the digital part. I think it was like 90% of the challenge because we, we were familiar with the physical part before. We knew all the structures. structures. We knew what we need to do for photo shooting, what uh, kind of uh, material we use. And we had our uh, producer already in. But in the digital world, that was a completely new world to us. And we, we just started with uh, the NFT and uh, need to have a uh, 3D object, high quality 3D object. So we needed creators for that. Then we needed creators for AR filters. We needed creators for the metaverse wearable. Then we came up with the idea to, to uh, use NFC technology and uh, printed our own 3D printed we have printed our own token, which is containing an NFC chip and so on. So this process to to move into Web3 space was was like 90, maybe 95% in the end, because it was a whole new, whole new world to us. Yeah, so, so this is, we're talking the dimensions and perspectives drop here, the drop all the way to the right on that picture that you shared. Is that correct, Carol? Yes, right. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, that that drop um, consisted of two hundred of that, like uh, o, uh, OG tokens. It had a physical fashion piece you could wear, but then also had an AR filter. The physical token that contained the NFC chip it is utilized as a decentralized wearable. Um, you know, so there are some really pieces. Like, there's a lot. I, I guess what I'm saying is there's a lot of interesting pieces that you tied together here. It's not just T-shirts. Right. So like, I think that that is something that you're highlighting the complexity of a digital piece versus just a straight physical piece. Right. A lot of people can make a physical shirt and that is complicated in and of itself. But the complexity exponentiates as you move across and move into these these uh, 
I guess, metaversal releases here, right? Yeah, it's uh, so as you as you already said, it's the complexity behind all these different products in the in the one product. The one the, the product we sell right now is a digital fashion package, and it includes like four products, like the physical shirt, the NFT, the physical uh, token, and the decentral and verbal. And in the end. As I already mentioned, for us, it was not a big thing to create the T-shirt itself because we had the pro, uh, producers already, and my brother, the cre uh, creative, had had so many so many designs uh, before that we just need to needed to pick, change uh, a few designs a little bit. But the real real hard thing in the end was uh, was to create the digital aspects of this package. But also this most most important and most fun thing about about uh, about releasing this package in the end, because we learned so much about all the spaces, we learned so much about digital fashion, about AR creation, about Snapchat filters, Instagram filters, about three D printing, about NFC technology. I could go on forever. What what we learned in the last ten months, and that's the the most important thing about it in the end. I have to admit, in the future, we will not do all the uh, all the digital uh, all the digital aspects, maybe, or we will change a little bit of some di digital aspects. Maybe we go to another metaverse for making a wearable or something like this, because this was a um, what's the word the prototype created to find out what is possible in digital worlds. And I think in the end, uh, we did a very great job to find out what is possible, and we are very happy for for uh, other advices, what could be possible, what we also could implement, um, if you have any idea. And yeah, to me, I mean, you're, pi you're a pioneer, right? There, We see exploration in this new territory, uh, but the people exploring out there are pioneering this space. Um, there are lots of people making phys physical fashion, and then there are lots of just purely digital fashion pieces out there, but exploring the physical realm i'm sorry the digital realm is, is something that like there are very few people that are doing it at the moment so all these hard lessons that you're learning here at the beginning i think are going to benefit studio amber in the long run and then the people that you're connected to profession and through friendships as well because it's like learn and share and learn and share and then it makes everyone else better um i, I mean that's the way yes. i think about it a hundred percent, a hundred percent. That's another thing I'd like to mention is uh, we we never were on Twitter before, before we dived into into the digital, digital fashion uh, thing. So we just started working on Twitter um, with uh, with diving into the Web3 world in the end. And now we have, we started a 10 months ago, now we have 600 followers. I oh, know it's not the world to have 600 followers. When we, when we came in the space, it was uh, incredible. Right, we have so many new contacts uh, through Twitter. We are hosting a Twitter space every Wednesday with our own small community, and that's all just because of running in the in this digital world. And of course, we we have another project running, the Digital Design Agency, all because of merging physical and digital worlds, all because of the Studio Ember project um, merging these two worlds. And yeah, as you said, we would never have done that if we have never dived into into um, digital fashion. One of the... Um, oh, go, oh, go ahead, Alts. No, you're good. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, so I was going to say, you were talking about some of the aspects that are included with, you know, this Dimension Perspectives drop. 
the the physical NFC token, um, you know, you mentioned like that having access to some sort of secret club. What what was kind of the thought behind including that, and where might that go in the future? So we thought about how can we include our community, how can we attract our uh, also our Instagram community and and tie them to our uh, company to Studio Amber. And um, yeah, then we came up with a digital gateway, which is the NFC chip, chip the, the 3D token. This is a digital gateway for our community to communicate with us as Studio Ember. Because when you place this token next to your smartphone, you will get linked to the Secret Club of Ember domain, which is our community webpage, I'd say. And in the beginning, right now, you get access to your uh, OG NFT on the website. You get access to the AR filter to our website and to all the social media channels of us. But in the long term, um, we will use this website to communicate with the community, to, to, to integrate them to votings. Um, for example, if we have two shirts and we don't know which shirt would fit better to our community, we just ask on this website, at our community, what t-shirt would you prefer to be released next? And yeah, then we are doing it this way. And there are many options to include the community to the company with this uh, NFC token, with the Secret Club of Amber website in the end. So yeah, that's the reason why we did it, to take it as a digital gateway, to make it even more digital at the end, the piece, and to um, strengthen the community. I think it's cool that the um, that it's a physical artifact, that, that token, because you know, I think some places might have just said, oh, it's part of the shirt. But I think that's kind of an, a neat idea to have a separate artifact. It's like, this is my token. This is a thing to scan and access this gateway. Um, so yeah, I, I would say that's a, a pretty cool approach to it. Yeah, and that's uh, what we thought as well. So we could also also uh, view it to the shirt in the end. But um, at the end, you're not you're not sure how long will this NFC chip last when it goes in machine, when it will it cut off or or whatever, will it get destroyed? And the token you don't uh, on your body, you don't wear the token. You put it on your desk, and whenever you want, you show your friends. I'm a member of the Secret Club of Ember, uh, like one of the first community members. And look what they made. This is uh, what they are working on right now. They get special information in this community uh, webpage. So I think the token was the right way to go, especially because uh, we had a use for the 3D print printers in the end. Uh, so we could use the 3D printers in the end. And yeah, I think the token is, for for the moment, the token is a better way to go than, than uh, connecting a physical piece to an NFC chip, a physical uh, garment to an NFC chip. I really but, like the uh, the 3D the 3D design. Um, I linked it up top if anyone wants to see the process um, that I found that you guys shared was was really really cool. Um, but but thinking about like the tech the tech side of things that which I really appreciate how forward thinking you know that that the team is. And I noticed the uh, the Studio Amber avatar um, is that a digital version of yourself? Sorry, I was just eating what uh, eating something. Sorry for that. <laughs> um, no, it's not. But we tried to make the avatar look like our model, um, but in the end, it got so expensive to for our 3D creator. Um, it got so expensive to to get that done that we just said at one point, all right, 
we'll just leave the avatar as it is right now because otherwise we will we will create and create and create and uh, maybe we'll never come to an end and have to pay and pay and pay so that's why we said all right we take this digital avatar now as our digital model and we won't tell anybody that it, it should look like our real life model you know um, as we didn't want it to waste the work in the end because we had the we had the avatar it just wasn't look like our our real life model and yeah then we just use it as a digital model itself self standing no no um not not com not compared to to uh, our real life model or me or anything else it's to be amber well this is i'm just going to throw throw this at you if you ever need a model to wear some of the studio amber clothing i have a whole bunch of clones that you can throw them on it's up to you like that's an open invite anytime you want to try out a digital wearable on a clone knock yourself out of course if you if you can give us the uh, specifications we need to throw it on a clone of course we would uh, try to work on it and get it done maybe even the secret club of uh, sorry the dimensions and perspectives t-shirt if it's even if it's not included in the package right now i think nobody has a problem with it to to get it afterwards right so if you have specifications for us to to get it um created on a on a on a clone why not sounds good i think one of the other things that was pretty unique about your project um or this this drop in particular was the option for luxo or ethereum minting um, could you walk us through maybe the thought process behind that? What, what was the decision for doing that? And, you know, what, what kind of flexibility does that open up for the future? Yes, of course. I can walk you through it, uh, behind the, the idea came up because, um, as I already mentioned, our tech guy, and we are also now a big fan of uh, the Luxo project. And in the beginning, we just wanted to release the, uh, the digital fashion package on Luxo. But we waited for the mainnet so long that we that we thought in the end, all right, maybe we should just release it on Ethereum until the mainnet will be relaunched. Uh, will be launched, and then I think it was a decision like four weeks before we released it that we said, all right, we make we let the uh, the community decide um, because the community is the main thing of our project. Uh, which uh, way they want to go? Do you want to do they want to go with um, Luxo so they can? They can give us their universal profile address uh, on the checkout, or do they want to go with the Ethereum thing? So they give us the Ethereum address on the checkout. And yeah, that was just an idea to not completely exclude Luxo because we're a big fan of this uh, project. And there was no other way to go as Luxo hasn't released the mainnet yet. So in our in our mind, there was no other way to go. So I think we we did the best from the situation and gave the uh, community the decision where, which way they want to go and which uh, which project they believe more in, right? If they think, all right, Luxo, I've never heard about Luxo, in, uh, about Luxo. what is Luxo? I don't want Luxo. They can take Ethereum, say, all right, Luxo is the is shit. Let's go with uh, Luxo. You know, it's, it, I resonate with that decision-making process because Lord knows we have that conversation all the time internally. Like, you know, with so many ideas that we have bubbling up just internally, what what do we do? Do we wait for Luxo? Do we go to Ethereum? Like, how do we manage and, and, and deal with that interplay? Because we're all so excited about the possibilities of Luxo mainnet, but to wait for it sometimes doesn't match up with our timelines, right? So I, I do appreciate you providing that kind of choice, yes. right? Community and, choice. And to be honest, at least we are a fashion company. We need to uh, think economically 
And Ethereum is a is network already. You have a much bigger uh, crowd you can also reach. I know the Luxo community is very, very strong because we see it when we post things about Luxo. But for us, it is uh, the best way to go to let the community decide in the end because we don't didn't know what the community wants at the end uh, uh, because we, we, we came from the traditional fashion industry and had no... Um, touching points with uh, the Web3 community before we dived into uh, digital fashion. And that's why we had to uh, find the per perfect solution for anybody. And that's uh, what we did, I think. Yeah, I can imagine offering that choice wasn't an, a decision made lightly. Um, but I love that you, you, know, you took action and actually offered that as an option for your community. Have you found... Um, those that are participating in your community purchasing, are they on both sides or is it more heavily leaning towards one chain versus the other? Um, so in terms of our, of our digital fashion project, uh, product uh, package, sorry, um, it, it clearly shows that the Ethereum part is uh, stronger than the Luxo at the moment. Um, by the way, we have problems with sending the NFT on the Luxo chain to the, to the Luxo customers because there's a, there's a, I don't know how to explain it in English, um, but there is an add-on you, you could normally use, but we don't have, uh, we don't have the Lux uh, token on our uh, uh, company profile, so we can't send it to anybody. I think there, there, you normally can, can ask Luxo or Universal Profile for, for some token to send, to send an NFT, but it's not working. That's the way I understood it, but if we want to dive into this topic, we have to talk to our head of tech and yeah that's just by sight that we can't send the Luxo NFT so far but we will definitely do it when when it's finally doable again um, and yeah it's it's clear that so to us it's clear that the Ethereum um, community is still bigger than the but uh, we got some uh, sales, sales on Luxo as well which is phenomenal to us because we are a big fan of this uh, Luxo project as well yeah Luxo is testnet still right so there's always going to be friction because, you know, it's not a working mainnet. Just the fact that you're willing to explore on that testnet, I think is fantastic. Like I said, pioneering, right? You're pioneering. You're one of the few people that is even willing to go out and experiment in that space and walk around and try to, it's like undiscovered land. It's black on the map, man. You are, you are drawing it in as you go. So there's always going to be friction and the proverbial bear that's going to jump out from behind a tree. But, um, you know, like this is all going to go away soon. And in the intermediary time, in this intervening time, if you needed to talk to uh, like Jake Prince from Universal or, or Vlad from Universal Page, that could help set you up with, with anything or, or maybe answer questions for you on how to transfer those assets. And you're not talking to them already. I, I think that we could probably help that out. Yes, of course. If, if, if somebody can help us with, uh, with, with connections to look so to, to get a better understanding, uh, to even get a better understanding or just um, just dive deeper into the topic, maybe get some information uh, because we are a company working on Luxo. It's very important to us to know, maybe to know a bit a bit earlier what's happening, what's going to happen next. Um, and if you have any contacts for us, uh, you could provide to, uh, to Luxo uh, people we can talk to. For, that would be great. By the way, guys? Don't, know oh, if that's an, don't know if that's a stupid question, but, but is is somebody, anybody of you working uh, for Luxo or with Luxo, or is it just uh... nobody? Nobody right now. 
currently is, although Boost, who is our, um, Boost has done all the smart contracts for Keys Protocol, and Boost is one of the co-founders of KeysDAO. Boost actually works on the smart contract team as an intern at Luxo right now. Um, but we're like a distributed group that is just kind of all over the place. So um, not the three of us, the three of us up here on stage talking to you right now, we are just very, very large fans. And like uh, I might have put out a tweet a while ago, really good sticker givers, right? All right. All right. Um, yeah, we are we are connected to some of the Luxo community members as well through uh, through Twitter. But to be honest, we have never tried to reach out to them because we thought, all right, we are just like a small fashion company from uh, also from Germany, like Luxo is. But um, but uh, the the problems weren't that big that we thought, all right, we we can't wait to to solve it, you know. So I think you know, in the sorry, in the in the Web three space, it's uh, you have to wait and you have to be uh, you have to have time, and that's why we think, all right, we can't send the NFTs right now because it's a test net. So we just wait and our customers are willing to wait as well. And that's a big, big thing you have to learn in the Web3 space, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, most of them are, are pretty understanding of just how early we are in the process, right? So I think uh, that's one thing about Web3 is, is we're definitely much more understanding of how, how nascent this space really is, right? We're literally building the sandbox in real time. Yeah, I would say it's, it's always a challenge for, for us because we're, we're all so early in this space we talk about like the future of this experience like the user experience being so seamless yet when we're we're out here experimenting the experience is it's a little uh convoluted and maybe not as seamless as we'd like it to be <laughs> so it, these two these two the reality versus the vision is a little bit at, at odds with each other but we all know this is just like the prelude, um, so you know the time where those experiences actually become seamless. It's it's coming soon, um, but yeah, I, I know it can be frustrating in the meantime. Um, but you know the community here in general, like everyone, like as Alts mentioned, like everyone's pretty pretty happy um, to to wait for things to be done well. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm glad to see people are experimenting though, and that you guys are you know brave enough to step out there and do it. Um, cause it, you know, it's a risk to take, um, but you know, without taking risks, things don't happen. Things don't get done. So I love yes. that you guys are doing that. hundred percent. And we have, we had to find out that we lost traditional customers from us. So our, our, our sales, sales didn't went, didn't go that well as it went before we, we uh, knew about that before, before, if you dive in a new market, that's not that big at the moment. And uh, if you don't, if you can't bring your traditional community to this market, it's it's sure it's uh, clear that you that you lose customers in the end. Because uh, in the beginning, we sold T-shirts and sweatshirts, sustainable T-shirts and sweatshirts for thirty to eighty, ninety, ninety dollars. That was our price range in the beginning. And now we dived into the digital world of fashion, and now the package is two hundred fifty dollars to our traditional customers. That means. The only thing they really they can really use from this package, or they they think they can really use, is the physical T-shirt, right? And if they pay two hundred fifty dollars for this package and get a decentraland wearable, and they've never been to the decentraland or get the three D printed token with the NFC technology, and don't understand that using the NFC technology is a is a big step, and also getting an NFT is a big step for a company. Then they just think, all right, I get a physical piece, a T-shirt, 
uh, for $250 now. And uh, before I got my T-shirt for $30 at Studio Amber. So it's, it's normal that they don't understand it. But that would be our, uh, our task to, to bring the traditional uh, community into Web3. And that's uh, harder, harder to, to make than, uh, than, than we thought in the beginning because it's hard to explain to people what an NFT is and all the things. And um, yeah, so to come to an end, the, uh, we dived in a new market and we, we knew that this will be hard for us. And finally, we found out that, that the sales don't run that well as it's uh, as they done before but we will never return to the physical because it's uh, that's the future in the end the future won't be that that you just buy physical pieces in a in a retail store um we we see it right we see it right now sorry that i that i talk so long but we see it right now uh, the retail stores they are going down they are they they get broken so it all goes in the online shopping area I think in America it's even worse than in, in Germany. It's all going to the online shopping area, and now you have to find out what is uh, what is possible in the online area, uh, except of just uh, uploading uh, pictures and send packages to the customers. And in the online area, there are so many possibilities in the end, uh, like creating a 3D object, like creating NFTs, and so on, that this will be the future. Um, and especially AR filters, I have to say that as well. Especially AR filters will be will be a big technology for the future in fashion industry, I think. And yeah, that's where that's where we where we are heading to. And we uh, went that step maybe five years earlier than anybody else will do, uh, except of the high fashion brands, except of Nike, but uh, companies in our size, right? Uh, okay, well, I think. So one, I, I want to come back to the AR filter talk because I know that um, Kriegel has incredible ideas on that. And every time he talks, I, I truly learn something. But be, before you say that, you, before we get there, you're talking about companies your size. And we had Jake Prince from Universal Page in here on the space listening for a few minutes. And we talked to them last week. And I've always seen New Page as almost like the perfect venue or vehicle to bring a brand your size to the metaverse to this web three market um it allows for like a very very low friction environment to create a web three storefront even then to mint the nfts onto the luxo blockchain and to sell from there um i don't know if you've explored with the universal page very much but if you haven't i think that that's that's a connection that i want to make for you with you and uh, the universal page team so you can at least start to chat up and see where that might be possible for you to take some future development. Cause I, I really think it is the perfect use case for universal page from a business perspective um, to create these Luxo based tokens um, in a, like I said, low friction environment where you can scale up very quickly and then attach utilities to them uh, on your side. Yes. We are always happy about, about, about learning new things. And uh, to be honest, um, I've, never heard about the guy you talked before but if there is an option to cooperate in a in a productive way in a in a in a way that that's going forward then why not uh, same thing as the as a clone uh, verbal we'll definitely try everything and we we don't make so much money at the moment with studio amber but we spend a lot of money with studio amber for our project so there's uh, no way too long yeah this this space is all about just creating synergies right so um you know, it's the reason why we started the pink pill. 
um, let's just sort of start to bring good projects, good people, good ideas into one space and then start to try to connect the dots for people um, so that their projects can grow and that this entire space grows. So absolutely, I'm, I'm going to make that connection for you. Um, so no worries there. And then I guess Kriegel on the AR side, man, like I, I my brain boggles at the possibilities for AR fashion. So yeah, I mean, the possibilities really are endless there. Um, so yeah, I mean, you guys have an AR filter included with the dimensions and perspectives shirt. Is that Snap and Instagram or what? what's all included in the in the AR and then kind of maybe we can dive into what, what it actually looks like. Um, so there I have to admit that the AR filter at the moment is just a static AR filter for Instagram. That's not a body tracking uh, filter for Instagram, but I think if you... I think knowledge in AR filters. So for Instagram, it's not even possible to create a proper AR filter, body tracking AR filter at the moment. Um, but we developed uh, in our very first project, we gave away uh, a beanie, beanie orange as an NFT. And we created that as a body tracking filter for Snapchat and as a uh, body tracking filter for Instagram, even if it's not 100% possible to create a body tracking filter. Why is it not 100% possible? Uh, because on on Instagram, we don't have the body tracking option at the moment. So you can walk straight to the camera and have the t-shirt on. But if you start moving around, then the t-shirt won't move around with you. But on Snapchat, uh, the 3D body tracking option is available already. So there you can turn around and the t-shirt will turn around with you. You see the back print of the t-shirt. And I can also tell you why we didn't uh, have the body tracking filter for Snapchat right now for the Dimensions and Perspectives t-shirt because we are also currently working on on uh, a body tracking t-shirt for Fear City, which is a which is a proven bliss, uh, the senior, uh, former senior artist of Rockstar Games. And uh, he's at the place right now. So he's a proto type um, 3D body tracking uh, filter and we have to wait until our creator is finished with that otherwise uh, we need to search another creator and so on and we are we really trust in the creator we are we are working with right now so sorry uh, Krieger if that was a too long answer but we have the static static AR filter for Instagram where you can turn it around and show it um, but we don't have a body tracking filter right now for the dimensions and perspective t-shirt okay so those things are are still working work in progress but still yeah no that's that's great um and I think like where we're going in the future like these the pipelines to create these AR and body tracked versions of them i think that's going to be more seamless and easier to do um it's just going to take a minute because i, I think we'll we'll get to a point where like not having products it, it's going to become a standard for products to have an ar component with them uh, you know and people are going 100%. to just start to demand that and expect it um what i think will be interesting is like do people expect like a one-to-one like I bought the physical version or the digital version and the digital version looks exactly the same or do they expect to see like a, a version that's different in the AR filter or something that augments it, um, like adds like another level to the physical that wasn't possible. Um, so how are you guys thinking about that? If that question is on me, I will, uh, <laughs> I will hop on. I will follow up on the question. Um, if anybody yes, else wants to proceed all right so the question is hard to answer in the end because um, we on ours uh, from our point of view we think that it's uh, so we thought that 
digital fashion means have a physical piece and the digital replica of this piece. So no extra on the uh, visualization of the AR filter and so on. And that's why we, uh, why we uh, started the digital design agency project to bring traditional fashion companies in the digital space with just the physical piece itself in the digital world. But when we dived in deeper into, we've seen all the uh, world AR uh, garments on Instagram and world AR is like the, the main word for, for this uh, visualization uh, when, you, when you hold your, your smartphone on a, on a, on a specific uh, logo or, or anything similar. I think maybe you've seen it by Artifact and Nike, the hoodie, when you place the, the camera on the hoodie you get uh, flügel. What is the English word for it? Uh, what an angel has, you know? Um, wings. Wings, right, right. You get, uh, the hoodie get wings when you, when you place the camera on it. And that's the world AR effect in the end. So you have a visualization that's, that's not, you can't uh, repl replicate that in, in a real life, but that's very interesting as well. So the question is very hard to answer if the people just want the AR filter that that's, uh, replicates the physical piece or if they want something additional, like out of the space thing in the filter. And yeah, so depends on uh, what the company at the end wants. So uh, what the company is, is, is uh, looking at, if they want the, the, the complete future in their products, or say, all right, I want the digital replica of my physical piece. What do you think, Kriegel? Do you think the, the, the future visualization um, on the AR filter will 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 uh, be the the solution, or do you think it's just a digital replica that it will be in the end? So yeah, I mean, I think that's it's a good question. I think it's a little bit of both, um, and I think you mentioned one thing is like it kind of, it's kind of on the customer to like say like what do they want, but also like the the customers don't necessarily know what they want yet. So it's a little bit it's somewhat our job to to like provide them the options of like. Hey, maybe this is what you want, but you also we also have to think about what what is the end use case for where they may be using the digital version of the digital. Um, is it in an AR environment? Is it in a VR environment? Like because I think in both of those scenarios, people might want a different outcome. Um, so I mean, I think, maybe both they want all. Yeah, but I think at the end of the I day, think, go ahead. Sorry, 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 Trigger. Go on. Sorry. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, people want probably want everything, but can we include everything up front? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and that's a, that's a big question. I, I, we have not we have we have never done a, a world AR filter, so with a visualization that's not uh, possible to implement in real life, um, and we don't know how much work that would be. Um, but we know that the body tracking filter is a thing you can implement. I think it's it's not that much work so at least it's it's work to get done but it's not that much work as i think um, world ar filter would be in the end and yeah for uh, to to give you my opinion uh, right now is for snapchat i think the best way to go is to just uh, go with the body tracking option to have the real piece as a ar filter to wear in a body tracking filter but for instagram as there is no current solution for the body tracking for the 3d body tracking uh, there's a good way to go to go with world ar because you they have a they have a great function for world ar for 
creating this visualization. The word is so hard for me. Um, but yeah, you have a good function to, to implement that. And they don't have the 3D body tracking uh, option right now. So maybe you need to, from platform to platform, you need to find a new solution. I don't even know what TikTok is offering. I know they have Effect House, but I don't know what possibility they are offering. And yeah, we'll see. So uh, mostly the big fashion brands uh, go first and then the smaller ones uh, will follow. So as you see at Artifact, they did the wing thing um, with a word AI effect. And maybe that's the way to go then. But we'll see in future. Yeah, I, th I think we really will, especially like once... Apple makes some sort of AR device. Um, I mean, we've just seen the new, I don't know if you've seen that, the new MetaQuest Pro that Facebook unveiled a couple weeks ago that has much higher level AR like pass through, which is, it's pretty cool for like meetings, which it's, it's taking VR and turning it more into a functional tool, making it more like AR. But I think it's these kind of platforms where we might see use cases for, you know, AR to work in the future. But yeah, then the underlying tech of, okay, body tracking versus world AR, um, those things need to be in, in place as well for, you know, the, the digital to be visible there. I mean, it, it, it could also be both, like to have the body tracking, like to have the, 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 the digital replica and maybe have some additional uh, visualization in the end so it can also be both and maybe you you even can decide um uh, the so the user can even decide if they just want the body tracking option or they press another button and get the visualization you can you can imagine endless thing, things with it and i think there will be uh, endless things possible so it's very hard to uh, to answer the question what uh, will be the 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 final solution right oh absolutely no i mean that's that's a great point and like honestly, like we're just having a conversation, so we don't we don't have the answers. Um, but you know, this kind of brainstorming is I, I I love this just like bouncing back ideas back and forth because I think it it's just in a state of mind we're thinking about or really imagining what the future might be like and how how we might want it to be. Um, because I think there's there's so many infinite possibilities that without that direction of okay, this is what's possible, which really anything is. Um, we might not know where to take the future um, if we don't talk about it. So I'm, I'm glad we're discussing these things and these options are, are available to us. Yes, 100%. And another interesting thing, uh, apart from, from uh, if world AR or body tracking is a, is a, is a solution, in, uh, is that the AR filter, in my opinion, will not just be used as a marketing tool as we use it right now. It will be used as a functional try-on uh, gadget for uh, online businesses. I think most of you uh, thought about that and most of you think that. Um, but at this point, it's not... Uh, so you can discuss about world AR and body tracking, but at this point, I think the most important thing to discuss about is uh, how will the technology improve in future? Because when we uh, made our Beanie Orange, which was the first AR filter we created, we had a high-quality 3D object of over 200 megabytes. And then we told our uh, 3D creator, all right, can you please implement that into a uh, into an uh, Snapchat and Instagram filter? And she said, all right, let's do it, but we need to scale it down. And we scaled it down, and we had an, 
we had a maximum size for the object uh, for Snapchat that was eight, eight megabytes and for Instagram was even less, that was four megabytes. So there are some other specifications you need to consider, but uh, just to let you know how long way to go it is to finally get it to the point where it really looks like a, a physical garment or you can, where you can really use it as a try-on thing. And I think that's a use case at the end that matters to have a virtual try-on function. And yeah, that's what I think sh they should improve first before they think about uh, making making uh, other body tracking or uh, or world AR options or whatever. Mm, yeah, that's that's a good just the file size support. It's it's a, yeah. it's a bit limited at the moment. But I mean, if we just look back, you know, there was a time where I mean, probably before I was I was alive even <laughs> when a few megabytes was a ton of storage. Um, and now we're talking about terabytes being, you know, a reasonable amount. So, I mean, that's crazy, right? That's crazy. yeah, that's, a, that's <laughs> another topic. I remember when we had our first MP3 players, which was like 512 megabytes with a ton of uh, storage you had on nowadays. If you have 512 megabytes, you can you can stop uh, working with your smartphone or uh, or your MP3 player. If somebody of you still uses one. Um, so 512 megabytes is nothing anymore. Uh, even 64 uh, GB gigabytes less for me or maybe for all of us in the Web3 space to uh, to use at the end. So you at least need 128 uh, gigabyte for, for your smartphone. And uh, 10 years ago, you've never thought about using 128 uh, gigabytes on your smartphone. <laughs> it's funny that, um, yeah, Moore's Law is actually just kind of mirroring inflation at this point. <laughs> We get numb to these numbers, right? Oh, yeah. Um, all right. So I'm going to take this opportunity in the brief little pregnant pause we had there. We've got Wolf of Ethereum of Luxo two weeks in a row down there in the audience. Wolf, it's great to see you, my friend. I love that we're on your time frame right now, so we're not catching you when you're in bed like we used to. Um, and, you know, we are an hour into this conversation, Carol. So I hope you permit me now. I think there's things like I've said before, we're Luxo fans and that fandom makes us all become Luxo fam afterwards. Right? Like, so this is a, a largely Luxo fam conversation. And um, I think I want to turn the last few minutes of our conversation today towards like, I don't know, let's call them elephants in the room in the Luxo in the Luxo room, at least with Fabian's tweets about the supply uh, the overall supply at mainnet of the Lix token. Um, but before I do that, um, Carol, I just want to make sure you're okay with that. And uh, that, you know, you've said what you've got to say and you don't have anything else to say that that might be on your mind right now. No, no, that's totally all right. I, I, I just have to walk off as well in 15 minutes, <laughs> but um, uh, thank you very much for having us, for having me. I know I talked a bit much about uh, the digital aspects and all the stuff around it because i'm such enthusiastic for for this topic i think you you uh, noticed that um and yeah thank you very much for having us for having studio amber uh would be nice give us a follow also if you uh, need any help uh non-binding help of course you can dm us we are all our dms are always open for questions regarding uh, metaverse variables nfc technology and so on if we can help we are more than happy to do that. Of course, non-binding. And yes, that's the last words. 
Um, go check out our website, have a look at our project. Um, it was a lot of fun and we think great job. Thank you very much. Carol. Yeah, thanks are. for... Oh, go ahead, Kriegel. Yeah, I was going to say before we... Uh, yeah, Carol, yeah, thanks for spending the time here with us. Um, and for those of you that maybe haven't... Or if you're looking for the POAP, the POAP phrase is studio-amber-fashion, all lowercase. We'll probably drop that again in another minute. But before we, before we pivot, um, any... Any final thoughts on Studio Amber? Like, what's the uh, what's the next thing that we can look for for you guys to to do or to drop next? Any any teasers or alpha that you can? You don't have to share any top secret stuff, but you know. <laughs> so what can we expect next? We we won't we won't uh, release any top secret, but um, I think you can see it on our roadmap uh, what we are going to do next. But there are many other small steps. We are working on a wearable for another metaverse right now. For another metaverse project itself, we are going to have a presentation on a digital fashion seminar on Thursday in Zurich, Zurich, Switzerland. And there are many, many things going on at the moment. We are more than happy to be in the space, and I hope we stay in contact. Stick. Yeah, if that's a if that's an online link uh, for that, shoot that over to us. Uh, I'd love to I'd love to listen if it works with my schedule. Carol, I'd love to have you back on again um, in continue to talk digital fashion because I know it's such a passion of the Luxo, like our, our general community here. There's so many, uh, so many avenues we could go down in this conversation and we can't get enough bright minds talking about it, sharing information and networking together. So um, that's something I'd be looking out for in the future. And I'm going to press Kriegel right now uh, to definitely get involved with that more as well, because like, Again, this is just such a passion of so much of our community and such an exploding vertical in Web3 digital fashion. I don't think there can be enough conversation about it. So I think this is the first of many conversations. Let's put it that way, my friend. And I wanted to say, I, I actually really appreciate the, the sustainability stance that, that your team has taken. So like so many Web3 countries, are, our companies are more forward thinking. Um, and we're kind of actually like, I mean, because fashion produces so much waste uh, in the physical realm and these standards and projects like yours will really help kind of lead the way um, for that sustainability um, in a more inclusive way, you know, moving forward. So I appreciate that. Yes. Thanks. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks a lot. There's nothing to add. I think great end for us. And thank you very much. No problem. We'll talk again soon and I'll make some of those connections for you. Like I said, I want to definitely make sure that you with the guys from Universal Page, because I think that's a that's an application that I think will benefit your small brand right now, uh, especially with mainnet coming up very quickly on Luxo. So I think if you guys could start to explore it, you might find it a great vertical to build in. Okay. So now we're going to make this pivot for the last 10 minutes of the show. And I'm going to open the stage a little bit. If you'd like to speak, just request to come up. I want to talk about the super bullish news from Fabian about reducing the overall supply of licks from 100 million tokens to 35 million tokens. Kriegel alts. You got anything to say about it? Yes. I like it. No, I think it's I think it's bullish for a lot of reasons. I like whenever he first put the poll up, I didn't want to vote because I'm like, man, I want to take some time to kind of think about it. And um but no, I when he put up his thread, thankfully we kind of got more insight to why Fabian thinks 10% is the way to go. And I uh, I definitely hundred percent agree with that. So yeah, no, it's exciting. It's uh Definitely a milestone if this happens. It's what I'm curious about. Uh, by the way, hey everyone, what's up? Uh, it's been a long time. Uh, I'm glad this, the the keys 
pills, the pink pills are at this time because now I can attend. Uh, that's very cool. So I hope you all doing pretty well. Um, and uh, yeah, so I was, I was, I was about something. Who do you think bought it? What? I think it might be someone from the foundation that's not happy. That's just my theory, pretty much. But I, I, I'm curious what you really think. I don't know. I, I don't have a strong thought on that one. Conspiracy theory. Guys, you have any? Uh, no, no conspiracy theories here. Um, but I mean, reducing the overall supply. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to complain about that. I mean, that's, that's, why, that's why I thought it could be the foundation because he said in the post, in one of the posts, that some people in the foundation were not happy with this decision. So that's, that's why I thought about that. But I mean, it might be someone else. Maybe some. I don't know why um, investor would be unhappy with that. I don't think it's an investor. So it might be someone just like that, that wanted more for the foundation. Or I don't know. I'm just really curious about why would you bought this vote. I don't know. But it's pretty bullish news anyway. Well, I think the you know if you come up with this announcement that you're reducing, like there's a lot of interesting reasons why you would do it. I mean. But the one thing Fabian said is he wants a decentralized network, right? So the only way to real to further decentralize that network is is to get large holders to sell, right? So like you could release, you could make supply, you know, effectively. Uh, you you could let's say give a hundred million supply, and then you got to figure out how to distribute it in a decentralized way to the community, and it's going to take a long time to do so. And big wallets, big investors are going to just, whales are going to buy it cheap. That's what's going to happen. We're just going to swallow it up. And I say we because I'll I'll put myself right in that category. I'm going to swallow it, right? Like you throw cheap licks on the market, I'm probably going to dollar cost average until I end up, you know, six feet underground. If the supply is reduced, however, there becomes market pressure on on this on these tokens and the price goes up. And as the price goes up, everyone's got a number in their head on like what type of profits they want to take and like what kind of money that they want to make. And that will start to force the tokens away from centralized, like large centralized stockpiles back out onto the open market. And at that point, more people will buy them, right? Like as big holders sell into the profits, other people will gain access to the tokens and it'll work to distribute the network with a 35 million total supply. The other thing that was like embedded in there is interesting information and it, it was like, I think inferred would be like, if we're going to have block rewards that will issue LYX tokens, you know, as part of the staking rewards for, um, because it's a proof of stake network, there has to be some type of burn mechanism that would keep the supply stable. So um, although Fabian and the team have never talked about a burn network, uh, uh, like a burn mechanism, like EIP 1559 being implemented, it seems as though like that type of thing would be active at mainnet, right? All this information's to come. This is total speculation at this point, but I am super bullish. Low supply sounds bullish to me as an investor. And again, I'm gonna because I see Wolf down there. I know how bullish Wolf he is. I think that he also appreciates the 35 million supply at mainnet. Um, so that's my two cents. That that was like big topic of the week. And obviously, woke up this morning. I mentioned it at the top of the show. We woke up to a 20% night. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. The only thing I wish I had done is dump more of my 
um, dry powder in about three and a half dollars ago, right? So, <laughs> but you know, we don't get to look back into the past. Um, yeah, I mean, this this brings a lot of scarcity. I think the big the, the key word here is scarcity. Uh, yeah, leaks leaks is gonna be really fucking rare. I think in the future, like two years from now, after mainnet, it's gonna be really scarce. So I think everyone wants to get their hand on that kind of like like cheap leaks, especially right now. It's so cheap. But um, the main thing I would say is that if um, if the price pumped that much just from the the supply reduction, like from the mainnet, we, we probably see a pretty substantial pump too. I think it's gonna be really nice. I think. Oh, dope! Like. Do you, if you remember at the close of the the RICO, the O, the reversible ICO, it the price pretty much went vertical, right? And then it blew off because it's unsustainable. And then last November before NFT NYC, when it looked like mainnet was really only a couple months away, um, or at least that was like the sentiment in our closed community, we again saw Luxo take off on a rocket ship nearly straight vertical. Both times, like it was like, uh, let's say, um, a failed launch, not a failed launch. What do I want to say? Like a test fire of the rocket. But, you know, again, I'm reference Wolfie. Wolfie's always throwing up the, the tweets with the app, with the rocket on the launch pad. And one of these times it's not going to be a fire. And we are going to see that hard vertical pre mainnet because the supply is so damn low. And the more I think about it, Will we even see the LYXE token listed on an exchange? And the answer is, why would you want to list it on an exchange before you go to mainnet? We might not even see a tier one exchange like a Coinbase or a Binance, um, something like that, an FTX before it's fully mainnet's launched at LYX. And at that point, well, what we're talking about is scarcity. Um, and you're going to have to pry them from my cold dead body pre-mainnet. That's all I've got to say. Um, so... It's it's an interesting market dynamic that is setting up right now pre-mainnet. Uh, for those of us who have been around for a long, long time, uh, floating around in the Luxo community, like this is the thing that we've always been waiting for, right? And I, I make no bones about it. Like I found Luxo through Wolf's tweets going back almost two years ago now, right? So like that's that's how I found the Luxo at the time. And uh, I give credit to Wolf because he was calling it out, really calling it out over two years ago. And that's how kind of we all got connected. Um, and I, then I found Alts' tweets and, you know, it, one thing led to another from there. But there's so many of us in this room that are even listening right now. You're listening to me talk and you're getting the goosebumps on your arm because you know damn well what we've been waiting for, all of us here. So uh, it feels like it's closer than ever and the fundamentals are only improving. Not financial advice, disclaimer. Yeah, I mean, uh, one thing I've noticed a lot is that Fabian has been keeping saying, even like recently, he, he just said a few months. It's I think last time he said that was like in August after uh, Wall Street. He said a few months, and he said again a few months. So I feel like we're really, really close. Uh, I'm not sure about the history on what happened in 2021. So was he was Fabian saying a few we are a few months away from maybe two in 2021? Oh, is this, is, this, is this new? Well, there was the development timeline where L15 was, was going. And I think everyone was really just very excited um, because we thought L15 would quickly go to L16. 
in hindsight, there was a lot more development that needed to happen. So it's it's it, it was more speculation, but it shows you the power of speculation on an illiquid token. Again, all of this is purely for discussion. None of this is financial advice. Anybody who listens to this recording or is listening in the room, man, do your own research, invest your own money. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm only talking about what I have done personally, right? And I think that's like an important thing to say. But, you know, that kind of high speculative environment pre um, the, let's say the first of the year, like we're going to call it December of 2021. That was a high speculative environment on one mainnet was coming. You saw what can happen to an illiquid market and the market liquidity hasn't improved any, because if you go out and you even try to buy anything on Uniswap right now, you're going to bump the price three to 5% for like a 10 ETH buy. So like you can't get massive exposure here. It's very, very difficult to get exposure to this token without moving the price. So if people started to make a run on this, you would see that kind of, again, like a squeeze, so to speak, a liquidity crunch. So um, that's me just talking about the market dynamics. I keep hedging this because I don't want anyone to lose money. Please do not invest money that you cannot lose. None of this is advice. You're not going to get rich. But if you do, well, that's a happy accident, right? So um that's that's all i'll say here at the, at the top i mean i would say don't buy if you're not ready to hold for two years that's what i would say if you're ready to hold for two years then then you're probably gonna be fine that's that's a measured and smart approach right long-term investment here uh i don't trade i can tell you that right off the i can tell you that like that's being super honest like i do not trade um, trading has never served me well. I tried to trade. I have just got burned. And that's across all assets, right? Like I try to identify value before others see it. And I try to get there first, right? Take advantage of informational asymmetry. What's funny here is the Luxo fam has literally been yelling from the mountaintops for like two friggin' years to pay attention to us. And a lot of people are going to just seem to find out maybe just a little later than, than the rest of us. But hey, that's, that's life. You know, um, informational asymmetry is where opportunity is made or opportunity lives. Uh, for some more informational asymmetry, if you're in the Luxo community and you're in or you're in the digital fashion and you're not following Maison Lux, you probably should. Um, yeah, I just pinned a tweet up there at the top. But this quote, they, they posted this the other day, uh, the contemporary creative economies are characterized by a transgression of traditional disciplines and reality dimensions. Uh, that's a quote from the Luxo white paper, but you might want to read that one a couple times and think about it, but where we're going in this new future, um, we are breaking the rules of reality, of what has traditionally been considered reality. So, um, yeah, just think about that Maybe we need a moment of silence for people to process that. Because I would, I would say read that quote a couple times and let that sink in. I'm going to have to read that quote 10 times because it's a mouthful. Uh, but the LKS-WPC-HDY-Black, what, what do you think? What do you think about that? Well, if you look back at one of the previous tweets, there's a hoodie of some sort. And I feel like it might be related to that. Yeah. And I remember getting a message in DM about providing my size through the Mason Licks website at some point. Does that mean I might get one of these hoodies? What do you think? I don't know if Hard this is a thing or not. 
This might Wait. be Luxo white paper quotes on black hoodies. Wait, the middle links thing, wasn't it for a t-shirt? A black t-shirt, if I remember? I don't know. I have no idea. Okay, okay. I, I thought I heard about that. Okay. I didn't get the email, though. I think I, I got in, in the Luxo pretty late. Now you just have to be a degenerate, and all you think about and talk about is Luxo. I'm not. <laughs> That's already the holder. case. I'm not a black card holder for dematerialized. That's Kriegel and Alts. Um, but you know, I am. I'm. I'm part of the. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah, same for me. All right. Well, I. Oh, go ahead. Well, yeah, yeah. I was about to say. Um, so I guess. Do you have a? What's the schedule for the? For the, the pink pills. Uh, do you have something next week and the week after that? Because we might want to be able to, to want to get on if that's possible. Yeah, we have. Uh, okay, so this is how it's structured. We pivoted the time, the permanent time, to Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern. Um, not sure what that is around the rest of the world, but that's, uh, you know, we're Americans and we're selfish. So that's how I think about it. Uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. Um, and we pivoted here in season two of the pink pill to try to get on high quality guests week after week. So we can introduce new community members to our growing community or have existing community members really talk about the wonderful things that they've been building as they have, you know, been coming along with us over the past two years. So we've had, I saw Carlos, uh, from Luxo. Um, and drops who were who was on on season uh, episode one. Um, now my brain is totally not working for. Oh, we had rep three, um, uh, like a DAO, um, soulbound token, um, contribution based system, like contribution based. Um, I'm not going to do a great job explaining it. Um, brain's not firing anyway rep three is yeah I, I was i was there i was there at the rep three it was pretty technical it was a pretty technical uh, pink pill to be honest yeah very technical pink pill although looking at that's something we're looking to, to implement for keys dow um so our community can really get involved and we can start to build together um in episode three we had universal page and then today we had studio amber so Every week, we're trying to get somebody on, um, looking for like 10 episodes of each season, and we'll keep learning and get it better and try to bring more and more people into this space. And, uh, you know, Drop, that's the plan. Okay, cool. So in three weeks, are you guys available in three weeks or two weeks? Rob G, well, Rob G is the show, is the show producer, search. my friend. You know Rob? Oh, ask, I'll ask Rob then. I, I know him. Uh, I see him in, in the looks of us uh, Telegram. Yeah, just hit up Rob. Rob is the one who coordinates the entire schedule for us. Uh, the absolute uh, unsung hero of the show. So if uh, Rob listens back to this, he can you know get the goosebumps on his arm because he's an invaluable member of this community and a great human being. Okay, okay. Thanks, man. No problem. All right, an hour and 23 minutes. I want to mention again to hit that... Um, we are giving away a POAP again today. Uh, this one for Studio Amber. The secret word is Kriegel. Hit me with it. Kriegel walked away. The secret. Oh, go ahead. This, no, no, no. I'm here. I'm here. The secret word. It's so secret. Um, you know, it's Studio Dash Amber Dash Fashion, all lowercase. Studio Amber Fashion. Just put some dashes in between. 
Yeah, see, I was going to say that, Kriegel, and then I was sure I was going to fuck it up. So I caught it before it escaped my mouth, but I should have just said it. So please go out, grab that Poe app. Um, we really appreciate you showing up. And um, I kind of like the format today. Really great interview. And then finished up with some bull talk at the end for Luxo. Maybe we'll keep that going. What do you think, guys? Yeah, it's kind of fun. Nice way to wrap it up and uh, look forward to the week. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's, pretty, that's pretty good format, I think. And I think as we as we ramp up into towards mainnet here, I think we'll have more more active news like that to uh, you know ponder. So I think the conversation is great. And again, uh, Carol, uh, it was great having you on here. Um, thanks for spending the time with us. Uh, really enjoyed our digital conversation and looking forward to more digital conversations in the future. Thank you very much for having us. Sorry, I have to go to the train. As I already mentioned, I have just had 40, 15 minutes left. Um, thank you very much for having us. Uh, yeah, I hope we'll talk to each other again, especially about fashion stuff, digital fashion, digital fashion. And yeah, have a nice evening, day, morning, whatever. All right. On that note, this closes another full Weekly Pink Pill. This was Season 2, Episode 5. We'll be back next week. For season two, oh, I'm sorry, this was season two, episode four. We'll be back next week for episode five, Brain Working Faster Than the Mouth. Thanks, thanks everyone for coming. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful Sunday. Uh, keep it pink.